You probably didn't know this. I know I was really surprised to hear it, but the same personality trait that makes you successful can also riddle you with expectations that are hard to live up to, at least consistently. So do you sometimes feel like you've never quite done enough or do you beat yourself up when things don't go perfectly or succumb to guilt trips that others use to get you to do what they want? Well, coming up next on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, we're going to talk about why women are more prone to guilt and how you can let go of your guilt and take back your joy. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. I kind of stumbled onto this topic of guilt, and it led me just a couple of years ago to write a book called Let Go of the Guilt, Stop Beating Yourself Up and Take Back Your Joy. A lot of us just define guilt in a very specific way, but the truth of the matter is guilt shows up in a lot of ways that you might not even think about. It, it shows up in you beating yourself up. It shows up when you're feeling like you've never done enough or you aren't enough. It shows up sometimes when you just keep making less than you deserve. You won't ask for more or you pay more than you ought to. It shows up when you're saying yes and you actually want to say no. It shows up when you're letting others repeatedly step over boundaries or when you're second guessing yourself. It wasn't until I started researching this idea of guilt and how to let go of it that I realized, oh my goodness, I feel more guilt than I ever realized. It's actually making decisions for me and it makes decisions for so many of us. And so I began wondering very specifically, who is it that's dealing with guilt? In fact, I had thought that it was me. I had thought that, you know, maybe there's a few other people like this, but, you know, not that many. It wasn't until I was at a speaking engagement several years ago, I did a keynote, but they also asked me to do a breakout session for working parents. Now, this was a conference for women executives and emerging leaders. It was a conference uh, for the Women's Food Service Forum. And so there were some men there, but I would say 90% or more of the people sitting in that breakout audience were women. And I had actually pushed back a little bit with the people that were setting it up. Like, well, you know, I, I don't specialize in, you know, working parent topics. And they were like, yeah, but you've done a lot around busyness and, you know, how to find more work-life harmony. I said, that's true. So I show up, I'm doing this workshop, and I start talking about my own guilt, how I have felt guilty for traveling and for the time it takes running my business and having a family simultaneously, even though that was my vision. And when I mention guilt, I simply said, does anyone else here ever feel guilty? <laughs> and there was this collective sigh and groan like, oh, I'm feeling guilty right now. I could just feel it. And in fact, as I began asking the women, what are y'all guilty about? I mean, hands were shooting up with guilt 
about a range of things. And sometimes they were feeling guilty because other women were questioning them and causing them to feel guilty about whether it was their work, whether it was what they were doing with their kids. A lot of the guilt was internal. Here's what I think I ought to be doing. And I haven't been able to live up to that consistently. So I began wondering, do women deal with guilt more than men? Could that be possible? And in fact, the truth of the matter is it's possible. In fact, it's true. Reasons that women are more prone to guilt are numerous. One is that women tend to be more other focused. We tend to think just continually about what's going on with other people. We are reading emotions. We actually have a more complex range of emotions. Women actually experience higher highs and lower lows. So when we feel happier, boy, we actually feel happier than men. But when we feel lower, we actually feel lower than men. That that feeling of worry, which is actually connected with guilt, is something that women experience in a bigger way. And it's not just women. I mean, it's it's from three or four-year-olds who worry more as girls than boys to elderly women who actually worry more than elderly men. But women also tend to be more empathetic. Um, we are thinking about what others are feeling. And of course, if you're thinking about what someone else is feeling, you might be thinking, oh, they're uh, they're upset or they had expectations of me that I'm not meeting, which would lead to guilt. We're more prone to perfectionism. And so if you have more ideas about what you should be able to do, and those shoulds are elusive, then when you can't meet those expectations, you're going to feel guilty. One of the funniest pieces of research I ran across on this topic around whether women are more prone to guilt was a group of researchers in Spain that determined that men, some men, might actually be guilt deficient. Now, they said it do that doesn't happen until men are, uh, that actually happens earlier in life. Men, once they hit their 50s, tend to have as much guilt. But I thought that was really interesting. We also have a lot more uh, cultural expectations of what we're supposed to be doing. And that oftentimes is the pull. As I've interviewed women over the years, that often is the pull of being at home versus working, ambition and women and being scrutinized. And so a lot of times it's not even our own expectations that leave us feeling guilty. It's everybody else's expectation of what we are supposed to be doing. What do you do with all what do you do with that when you are feeling like what you're doing or what you have done is not enough or that you should be doing more? So there are a few things that the most successful women do to overcome guilt. Number one, they understand what it is. Guilt is a message. It's a message that either you have caused harm or you've done something wrong or you're telling yourself you've caused harm or done something wrong. And that's actually two different things. Like if we've caused harm or we've done something wrong, that's authentic guilt. Like I'm wrong. I should feel guilty. Guilt's not a bad thing. Guilt is a compass. It's it's that inner uh, self saying, you know what? Uh, you need to fix this, right? You need to apologize. You need to make amends. You need to change in some way. But what I 
really determined as I was researching for Let Go of the Guilt is that a lot of the guilt we're feeling, most of the guilt that we're feeling, it's not authentic. It's not that we have caused harm or that we've done something wrong. It's that we're telling ourselves that we've caused harm or we've done something wrong. I call that false guilt. That is you telling yourself you've done something wrong. And you know what? That's a problem. Because if guilt is a message and you're not reading the message right, you're not noticing that the thing you're telling yourself you've done wrong, you actually haven't. If you're not reading that message, then what you realize is that guilt is a debt. It says you owe, right? It's just like if you go to court and they say guilty, well, there's a price to pay. Whether that price is a fine or a sentence, guilt is a debt. So if you've told yourself that the fact that you're working somehow is wrong or you're causing harm, if you tell yourself and are in agreement with someone who is guilt tripping you, that somehow you've done them wrong, even when you have not, you will then believe that you owe a debt. You owe something. You have to somehow pay for what you've done. And this is where guilt becomes a problem. In the case of being guilt tripped, this is how people get you to do things <laughs> that you actually don't want to do. This is how you end up saying yes when you really want to say no, because you've told yourself that somehow you owe, somehow you must repay that debt that you have, uh, that you've built up. So if guilt is a debt and you're not paying attention to whether you have authentic guilt or false guilt, you've got a problem. So if you've done something wrong, of course you want to pay that debt. But if you're dealing with false guilt, oh my goodness. And we have false guilt about so many things. Now, here's where one of the problems come in. If, for example, you've told yourself that you've not done enough. Enough could be, I didn't exercise enough. Enough could be, you know, you're in sales. I didn't make enough sales calls. Enough could be, I should be eating better, right? Better is pretty vague. So a lot of times we've got these very vague expectations of what we're supposed to be doing. And because we haven't defined it, we feel guilty. I didn't exercise enough. Well, if you didn't define enough, and maybe you worked out three times this week, but it's not enough. What's enough? Was it supposed to be seven times for an hour every single day, even though you wouldn't have been able to accomplish that? Was it four times? Was it two? When you have vague expectations, you often end up feeling like you're not doing enough because you haven't defined what enough is. If you are living by outdated expectations, the same thing can happen. Oftentimes, we move into a new season. And in that new season, we don't need to do the same things we always were. A lot of women have expressed over the years when I'm talking about this topic, um, guilt for what they are or are not doing for their adult children. So you had a season where you were really responsible for everything, but now they're adults and you actually aren't responsible for some of the things you're still taking responsibility for, but they've gotten used to it. And so when you want to back off a bit, when you've decided, hey, I don't need to keep paying their car payment or their insurance or what, whatever it might be. There are certain things that are no longer my responsibility. 
I want to see them really get on their own two feet, handle it themselves. Of course, if they are in dire straits, I'm going to come and help. But I don't feel like this is what I need to be doing anymore. But guilt can come in and cause you to keep doing things that you know you don't need to be doing. Things that could be enabling the people in your lives. It's actually causing harm for you to keep helping in the ways that perhaps you're helping. I've talked to a lot of single parents that deal with this. Guilt. Guilt for the other parent not being there. Guilt for things that are beyond their control that they are not actually responsible for will lead them to do things for those kids that they know perhaps they shouldn't be doing, things that perhaps are causing them to feel entitled, things that are not helping them because maybe they need a bit more discipline or maybe there needs to be a little tough love. But guilt can cause you to do the absolute opposite of what you really want to be doing. So this is a huge issue because if you're dealing with false guilt and false guilt is making your decisions for you, you can eventually find yourself in the position where the life you're living is not the life you want to be living. Guilt is making your decisions for you. And I'm wondering how that's showing up for you now. So guilt is a message. Whatever you've been feeling guilty about, what have you been second guessing? Where have you been letting people guilt trip you? How have you been beating yourself up? Beating yourself up literally is you trying to repay the debt, right? Why do we beat ourselves up? Because guilt says, I owe. And if I owe, somehow I must be punished. Somehow I must pay for this. So I'm going to just beat myself up because that's how I'm going to make myself pay. We don't realize that's what we're doing. But when you let go of the guilt, when you literally say, wait a minute, did I actually do something wrong here? And if the answer is no, I didn't. You can let it go and begin making new choices. But the third piece beyond guilt being a message and guilt being a debt is that guilt is an opportunity. When you start noticing the ways in which guilt is showing up, when you start noticing that you're trying to pay debts, even when it's false guilt, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to make uh, changes you have an opportunity to really start noticing what are the expectations I'm trying to live up to that are no longer warranted. I said at the start of the episode, of this episode, that oftentimes the personality trait that makes us successful can also riddle us with expectations. There are several, five, in fact, big personality traits psychologists often talk about. And the one, <laughs> the one that stands out most when we talk about people being consistently successful is conscientiousness. In fact, I did a whole assessment on personality traits and my conscientiousness is ridiculous. It's like in the 99th percentile or something, which completely explains <laughs> how much guilt I felt. Why is this? When you're conscientious, you have a very specific, sometimes rigid standard for what's right and what's wrong. You are really interested in getting things right. In fact, people with that trait make great managers, often make 
really great executives. They will look out for what the company needs that they're working for. I want to get it right. I bet you want to get it right. And so if conscientiousness is high, you have very high expectations of what it looks like to get it right. And you believe that you ought to be able to meet those expectations consistently. And then when you don't, you may become really frustrated, beat yourself up, and feel guilty for not being able to live up to these high expectations that you set. That guilt is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to reflect on the expectations that you've set. Which ones are serving you well? Which ones are good for you? Which ones are good for the people in your life? And to say, do I want to keep this expectation or is this outdated? Do I have a vague expectation here? Could I get more specific? (laughs) If I can get more specific, right? And it's not just I need to spend less, eat less, exercise more, uh, do more work. If instead I say I need to do X, Y, and Z, and I can measure that. And when I get there, I can celebrate it. And I don't have to go beyond that because I have set my expectation. I'm going to stick with that expectation and I can feel good about meeting that expectation. So if you've been dealing with a lot of false guilt, if this message resonates with you, I invite you to notice, number one, I want to celebrate that you likely are someone who wants to get things right. You want to do things well. That's a good thing. That's actually a strength that you possess. But just like any other strength, when we overuse it, there are negative repercussions and guilt can be one of those. But you can reverse that if you can be intentional about noticing the expectations that you have and resetting expectations when you need to do that. It sounds simple because it is, but it does require that you kind of step back and you're intentional. So I want you to coach yourself with one very simple question. When you think about that area where you're feeling guilty, when you think about that thing that you do or that you don't do that tends to trigger your guilt, ask yourself, is this authentic guilt or is it false guilt? Like, is this really something I've done wrong? Am I really causing harm? If I'm not, I can let it go because it's false guilt. And if I'm actually somehow doing something wrong, there's an opportunity there for me to change. But for most of us in the everyday stuff, we're dealing with a lot of false guilt that's causing us repeatedly to beat ourselves up, feel unnecessary stress, say yes to stuff we need to be saying no to. And the answer is resetting your expectations. I would love, love, love to hear what your false guilt is about. What guilt are you ready right now to let go of? So write a review. I'd love to hear what you're thinking around this topic of guilt. I read all of the reviews. If you're on social media, meet me out there and and comment. I would just love to hear how this message is hitting you. And how are you letting go of your own guilt? We don't have to stay stuck in it. I, for one, decided... (laughs) to let go of my guilt. I realized that I was dealing with a lot of false guilt, false guilt around motherhood and entrepreneurship. 
when I told myself the truth, I realized, number one, I'm in my purpose. And my purpose is not only about motherhood. My purpose is about the work that I do. There is nothing for me to feel guilty about. I am not causing any harm. In fact, I'm doing a lot of good inside my own household with the work that I'm doing. It took a lot of journaling, (laughs) some prayer, getting honest with myself and repeating the truth to myself rather than allowing the false guilt to just kind of stay in my head and for me to ruminate on it, I started changing those thoughts. So thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. I can't wait to speak to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. My goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. But if you're looking for some more in-depth help, then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast.